Hello and welcome to the Revive Podcast. I'm Kerry Kaufman, Pastor of Connection and Discipleship here at Neighborhood Church. Thanks for joining us. Each week we create and curate resources to help people thrive in Christ, and it's available at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive. Today I'm here again joined with uh, by Pastor Justin. Hey. And Pastor Mike. Hello. And Pastor Terry. Good morning. And we're going to be diving into Colossians again. Um, before we go into this conversation, we'd encourage you again, like we often do, go ahead and read the passage for yourself. Colossians chapter three, verses 18 through, uh, chapter four, verse one, check it out yourself. Go ahead and, uh, either read it for the first time or review it if you've read it before, and then you'll know where we're diving in into our conversation today. So, uh, we had had, uh, some discussion about the structure of this book. And uh, that would probably be a helpful way to lead into what we're talking now. Mike, would you like to talk about that? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, a lot of you have heard if you've been to our uh, services and listened to our sermons that this is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to this uh, small church in the city of Colossae. And Colossae is a um, in modern day Turkey. It's it, and it was on a. Uh, ancient trade route that had a number of different cities along it. And so what happened was, is that in just like today, influences come into people's lives. And if you don't have something to combat it or don't have something to, to walk through, it's easy to kind of get swayed one way or another. And being that Christianity at that point was a newer faith, uh, people were embracing that, finding, you know, great uh, fulfillment and growth and all of that. And you know, felt like it fit and things like that, but these other philosophies would come in along this trade route and and really attacking the uh, sufficiency and supremacy of Jesus. I was saying, ah, you know, he's not really all that. Ah, you know, he's some distant God, really not connected with you here on earth. Really can't trust him. And these philosophies kept coming in and it was obviously uh, affecting the believers there enough to where word got back to Paul. So Paul writes them. And he starts right away talking about the supremacy of Christ. And I'd love the passage. And I read that. I read this all the time. It's just a great passage in Colossians chapter one, verses 15 to 17, talking about Jesus, that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things and in him, all things hold together, that he is it. He's this uh, supreme, high, holy, God, king, master, boss, uh, greatest influence and, and should be in our lives. And so Paul sets that up and then he begins to start talking about, about how to live, or he uses the word walk. How do you, in verse six of chapter two, therefore, if you received Christ in this high supreme position, Jesus, as Jesus, as, as Lord of your life, so walk in him. And so he begins to start talking throughout the book how to do that, how to walk in him. And even down to the point where in chapter three, which is where we're in today, he talks about a now a new metaphor of putting on a new self. Actually, the, the word is to put on means literally clothe, to clothe yourselves like Christ. You know, put on, verse 12, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, put on compassion, hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another, if any is a complaint against each other, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Above all these things, put on, dress yourself, put on Jesus, the Jesus wear of love. And, and he begins to do that. And then he even gets now more practical 
And he gets it to this passage that we're talking about here. Here's how to live it at home, live it in your intimate relationships and your walking in life. And so that's kind of the setup of the passage. I don't know, Justin, you might want to add to that. No, I don't, I don't think I have much more to add. I just think it's really interesting that you can go through and, and, and see this great vision of Jesus. And then um, this command or encouragement to take off and put on, um, and then it, you can maybe think of something like, okay, well, so what does this look like, Paul? And think he's going to go somewhere. It's like super heroic. Like, okay, so now you're going to pack your bags and you're going to go to China or India or, or Mongolia, or, or you're going to do something that we would deem exceptional. And instead he does something that he would deem exceptional. And that is, you're going to treat your wife like Jesus would treat it treats his church. You're going to, you know, that's the Ephesians version, not the Colossians, but wives, you're going to submit to your husband. You know, the whole thing is very, a mundane day-to-day application, which is genuinely what discipleship and walking in Christ is more right. so, or not more so, but, but as much as certainly the, uh, the big things that, that books get written about, which I'm all grateful for those, those heroes of the faith, but it just, to the point of it's a very day-to-day um, faithfulness that he's talking about um, for the, for the everyday believer. And that's, right. that's outstanding. You know? Yeah. I remember one time I heard a, um, uh, it was at a pastor's conference and, or not even a pastor's conference. I can't remember where it was. It was, I think it was a student when I was listening to it and it was how you are at home is who you really are. <laughs> and I went, ah, and I was a student at that time. And, uh, and I really wasn't, I, you know, I wasn't obeying my mom, you know, single mom, uh, single uh, mom family, single parent family. And I wasn't really obeying my mom. I wasn't really trying to participate at all in, in family. I, and, uh, and God really convicted me um, that I need to, you know, cause who I am at home is who I am. And I think that's what Paul is getting at, you know, and he, he is the big ones who you are at home and who you are at work. Because, you know, we spend the majority of time in our lives at work. But, uh, uh, Justin, you mentioned a very interesting word. You said the word submit. Mm-hmm. You want to, what do you mean? Isn't it a bad word right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think it is. Um, no, and, it, and it's, yeah, I don't, it's a really, I think it's easier to define by what it's not in some ways, right? That first of all, it's, it's when we bring our cultural baggage to it, all of this is um, power words and, and contention as opposed to way back in Genesis, you have God creating Eve as kind of Adam's missing piece and vice versa, that there's this, you know, complementarity that they're intended to help each other basically in some ways conquer the world, you know, back in the the Genesis one idea of making something of the world. And so, um, so yeah, so there, it's just a loaded term, but I think it's the means by which God, um, wants us to be a team as husbands and wives. And it's clearly different than obedience because children obey straight line, you know, authority line and um, slaves are to obey their masters, straight line, clear authority. But this one's different. There's a relationality to it that is not, 
that we don't hear. We hear we hear it in the MMA style. Mm-hmm. It's a, you either knock someone out or you make them submit, but it's not pleasant either way. Um, yeah, it's and kind of having somebody in a chokehold. <laughs> exactly. Submit, yeah. You know, and it's, it's yeah. not, and that's not what it what it means in here. And I think what we have to get rid of is some of our cultural bias mm-hmm. and even our own uh, upbringing to to and get back to what the intention of marriage was in the beginning. And I always like to go back to Genesis. You know, when God said it's not good for man to um, to be alone, I'm going to make him a suitable helper. And that Hebrew word means compliment. It means, uh, and not the compliment of like, you know, hey, that's a nice shirt you're wearing or something like that. But it's the compliment of you being something different and this your spouse being something unique and different. And the two of you together make an incredible team. Your gifts, your abilities, the jobs that you will do, you work so uh in together so uh connected that it'll be as if you're looking like one and uh and moving through it i I, you know i picture it you know some of those old dance movies with uh fred astaire and is it ginger rogers i can't remember but uh, um they they, when they dance it just it's such a fluid motion it's as if one person was there but yet they're two individuals doing different moves and and they're but they just they're they're beautiful it's a beautiful dance and in the same way, I mean, I, I also like food illustrations and I use this on Sunday. I love, you know, the, it's two different things like a peanut butter and chocolate. You put that together and it, you know, incredible taste, you know, and, 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 you know, Reese's peanut butter cups are one of the largest selling uh, confections that are out there. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's that connection that um, I don't want to use the word synergy, but maybe the word um, interconnectedness that moves towards a goal and very much like a team, you know, when you join a team, you, in a sense, submit to the team's order. You submit to the the play you the 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 part you're going to play. You submit to the rules of the game, and I think that if we can frame it in that regard, it's not like you were talking about, Justin. Not beat down obedience or the breaking of the will, but the willingness to participate, to to work together, and to live life together as God has brought the two together. And I think it's not, you know, and, and it's, and it's wives are to lead out in this, but we're, but they're to show us how. And I think that that's the, if we can all follow that example of joining the team and, and that, and submitting to God's rule, God's way. And, and that, and, and then and with husbands is the same way to, to love your wives in that unconditional kind of way. If I can join in, I think too many times submission is thought of in terms of, in in our society is thought of in terms of what do I have to give up? Yeah, I'm good. And um, it's that's not the issue. It's what, as you've alluded to, Mike, it's an issue of what are we joining to? In this, in our society, there's so much uh, focus and arguments about what am I giving up right now? Mm-hmm. You know, my personal liberties and so on and so forth with what I've been required to do or mandated to do. But that's not the issue. The issue is we are all submitting to our society and to each other and doing things for the common good that right. will help each other. It's just, I mean, I like to use the illustration. We're all driving for the most part on the right side of the road. We mm-hmm. all stop at red streetlights. So it's like we do that, we submit to those not to give up, but to help toward the common good. 
Yeah. And I really like that, Terry, because it's, you know, we think about what we give up. Maybe we should be thinking about more what we can give. Yes. Yes. You know, that, that submission is more about what can I bring to the table? What can I bring to this relationship? What can I bring to this interaction instead of like, oh my gosh, I'm losing all of my freedoms. You know, I can't do what I want to do. I, you know, I'm not allowed now I'm, you know, ball and chain, whatever, you know, it's no, it's, it's what can you bring? And this idea of that connection is to bring out what God desires because God brought you together to bring, to enhance the other. Yep. And, and so, you know, be the enhancement. I know when I tell um, when I do pre-marriage uh, work with couples, I talk about, you know, God puts you together as a big, to help the other shine. And so what can you do to, to help the other shine? You're just the right person. And I tell you, Christy, just, she knows how to encourage me like nobody else. She knows the right words to say, the right things to do. And, and just, you know, even by a look or just a, a word from her is, uh, is a, uh, you know, just gives me this great encouragement and, and really, and helps me in life. Does and, she ever uh, roll her eyes at you? Uh, yeah, plenty of times. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm a, I'm a piece of work. I mean, I got issues. <laughs> uh, and she and that's why she's so wonderful, because she's so full of mercy. <laughs> she can handle a crazy guy like me. But uh, um, but we work well together. But yeah, submission is interesting. I think we need to get back to the biblical um, ideology of that and, and not what the world throws at us. So good, good talk on that. And, and that, that, and Terry, since you're, since you're, the reason we asked you to impromptu jump in on this podcast is because the, the Paul also says, you know, he, he goes from wives and husbands and children, uh, to then he goes to talking about bond servants and bond servants is a, is a, a slave by choice. And, uh, we can, we'll talk about in a moment about slavery and stuff like that and, and where the Bible stands on that. But, but uh, you are doing your doctoral work on work. And it says here, you know, that employees, you know, uh, uh, obey everything that uh, those of those earthly masters and, and whatever you do, verse 23, work heartily as for the Lord, not for men. So what, how would you define work heartily as for the Lord and not for men? It, it's a good question, and um, I, th- I think it's going back to what we've just talked about with submission, is investing into your work your best, mm. what you can offer, uh, usually, and not always, but usually we're involved in work that we are geared for, that we're designed for, that we have capability for, and when we're in a situation when it's we think it's not good, there's a tendency to hold back. And what Paul is suggesting and asking and, and encouraging and exhorting us to do is dive in. Mm-hmm. Do it as if everything depended on it. Because, and what he says is, you're not doing this just for yourself mm-hmm. or just for your master. You're doing this as if you are doing it for the Lord, for Jesus. That's, right. it's, it's one of those illustrations when we, when we were, have been talking throughout the book to live in Christ or to put on Christ. Those are kind of esoterical and it's like, how, what does that look like? Well, as was alluded to earlier in this conversation, this is the how-to, this is the what does it look like. And entering into our vocation, into our work, um, with the intent that we give it our best op, our best uh, 
opportunity and our best effort in order to bring about good is exactly what we're talking about here. And I think it's interesting because Paul goes on in the next verse to address something that could come up in somebody's mind like, well, what if my boss is, is wrong? Or what if my boss is a cheat? Or what if, what if, what? And he says, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. And then he goes and addresses the wrongdoer. For the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done. So Paul says, I get it. Some of you are in the tough situations. Maybe you're being treated badly, but that's not going to go away in terms of it being in Father God's attention. It will be dealt with at some point. And then it is also interesting that in the very next verse, uh, chapter four, verse one, he then addresses the masters and says, treat your bondservants justly and fairly. So he covers the whole gamut. Work hard, do your best for the common good, and don't worry about if the situation isn't exactly right or to your liking, because that will be cared for. And then those of you who are in leadership, treat people fairly. Yeah. And that's a good point, Carrie, because I think today it's it's very interesting. I was just watching a news article that <clears throat> what we're going through right now in, in the United States is this thing called the great resignation. Yep. And, um, and people are just jumping from work to work or whatever from just, you know, and there was a bunch of uh, stories about this person just felt like it was time to move on to someplace else. And so they're resigning and they really don't have anything to go to, but they're also going to, you know, try something entrepreneurial or something that fits into them. And, and a good handful of them are working, going to someplace because they don't like the conditions or it doesn't fit where they're at in their life at this moment. And, and that, and obviously we need to listen to God and, and as God is the, our big boss <laughs> tells us it's time to move. I mean, I mean, I've had those uh, issues too. I mean, I was wor- working at a church and, and for many years and just felt like God said, you know what, it's time to go. And uh, it was hard, a very great, difficult transition and, and, a, and a struggle, but I knew that God was telling me it was time to move on. And, and that's hard. You know, it's just, it's hard because of relationships and all of that, but it, it, it was time. And, and, and that happens to, to, to each one of us and at, at different times. But I think there's something that we also need to realize that if God has placed us where we are, and that's a, that's an important thing to think think of. God has placed us where we are. Then there's something that we gain from being there, regardless of the circumstances, whether it's tough or not tough. But but also God wants us to participate. You know, working heartily as unto the Lord, so that we're giving, so that company is blessed. And maybe God's got a plan for that company, and He wants some things to happen in His ultimate orchestration of sovereign plan of life that He wants us to move move forward in that. And so it's important for us to keep our focus on our boss, Jesus, and work heartily unto the Lord, giving our, contributing where we can contribute and not being self-focused. And what am I getting from this job? What am I, if it doesn't fit my needs, you know, I'm going to be out. Maybe God just wants you to endure it through. There was, you're mentioning a career stage, Mike, that you were at when God brought you out. I had a career stage once where I was involved in a 
in a job that wasn't fitting my skill sets. It mm -hmm. became apparent as I started the work and about a year to year and a half into it. And I began to pray, God, this doesn't fit. Can I move? <laughs> and um, basically, he said, no, we're going to stay here for a while. And but the point is, it, it developed things, you know, um, to work beyond just the the uh, the circumstances. The next opportunity that he brought to me was in line with my gifting and capability. So sometimes there's things where if it doesn't feel good, mm -hmm. um, we can pray about it and ask Father God, is this where you want me? And sometimes he says yes. Yeah. And I think that's hard. It's it's hard to know whether it's me or God yeah. telling us to whether we should move on or not or how to respond. And I think that's where it's so key when, you know, even back to all of what Paul is saying in Colossians, he's saying, keep Christ in that central place of your life where you are hearing from him and can feel confident that he's guiding you. And just because it feels wrong doesn't mean you're in the wrong place. And just right. because it feels right doesn't mean you're in the right place either. Right. And yes. you have to get that confirmation from God in some way. And, you know, and Proverbs tells us we need to use a bunch of counselors and, and making sure those counselors and mentors are not, you know, that we're getting a variety of those, you know, some that agree and disagree. And so we can have some good um, interaction and good uh, in that. So that's, yeah, that's, that's a great, Justin, anything you want to throw in on that? Um, not necessarily on that in particular, but I know we're winding up and I think just one of the things that I light came on for me in prepping and in communicating on Sunday was I really approached this from, instead of approaching it as three couplets, I went from positions of, of power and positions of vulnerability and how we are faithful mm -hmm. in those. And so, and then I concluded by pointing out how Jesus, regardless of where we find ourselves, Jesus has gone before us in that. And so he left a place of power to take on human flesh and, and to dwell among us, to identify and to live with his people, his creation. Um, and that's the stepping down, you know, of, of these positions of power. And then while he's here, um, he was uh, condemned and um, mocked and spat upon and all of that. And he was in a place where he's been rejected by his creation. And instead of saying forget this or instead of calling angels to his aid or coming off the cross or any of those things that he could do he submitted himself to um blatant wickedness um for a greater good of what god was doing and so i don't know just that was uh, for me that was a a good theological insight that as we try to navigate these, as we navigate an unjust workplace, an intolerable spouse, difficult children or difficult parents, you know, depending on your age, as you're listening to the podcast, that, um, that we can endure because Jesus has shown us how to endure and he's given us the Holy spirit to help us endure and to, and to navigate it. However, however we should also to, to love the unlovely, you know, if that's, if that's where we're coming from. So um, I don't know, that's, that's my bit. I'm not quite on the work theme, but I just, that was just a really helpful um, thing. I felt like the Lord gave me last week in terms of wrapping it up for us at Los Al. So. No, that's great. That's really good. 
Yeah, and I, I think there's a lot we could. This passage is so full. <laughs> we could spend uh, you know about seven podcasts trying to dissect out and and to be able to do that. I, I think yeah. that you know it's it's it, it comes down to me. You know, who really is king? Who really is boss? Who really is the greatest influence in our life? And we battle constantly the influence of self. And what am I getting at? What am I? I mean, I, I, my, and, and it's, it's, it, it shouldn't be that way. It should be Christ. What, what does Jesus want of me as a spouse, as a child, as a father, as a mother, as a employee and an employer. And, and we make mistakes. I mean, I make mistakes all the time. And, and we, we keep got to coming back to what does God want of us in that? And that's, that's my, my challenge. Any, any last words, uh, uh, Terry or, or Justin on this? No, not really. Yeah, I think, I think I'm good. It, I mean, it's, what's that? Sorry, Terry, I cut you off. Give it your best. Yeah. Yeah. I think the hard thing about Colossians is that it's also so brief, like everything's here, but I, I ended up leaning on Ephesians quite a bit. So if you're saying, wow, what does, what does, uh, love your wives mean well ephesians it's love your wives as christ loved the church and it, it, it expands a little bit so if you're really getting into these household codes if they're your thing then uh ephesians has an expanded one that's helpful as well so but yeah it's it's good challenging everyday stuff yeah great well good thanks guys and carrie uh carrie is uh he's been the one who's been hosting this podcast for uh a number of months now, and uh, Carrie is actually uh, one who is moving on. And Carrie, want to thank you for uh, all the work that you've done to create and um, develop this podcast and allow it to be a, a good tool in the in the hands of a lot of people uh, to be able to hear in God's word and, and to be challenged us. And you've been an encouragement to a lot. So thank you for your work in this, and thank you for uh, your time serving here. And we we do appreciate you. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, thanks guys. I'm looking forward to seeing what God has in store, what what new church God has for me and what new pastoral positions I might get to serve in. So um yeah, and thank you all for sharing today. Um a special shout out to Bob, our awesome audio tech who edits each of these episodes. And thank you, our audience, for joining us here as well. If you found this episode helpful, you can share with a friend, of course. Um we uh you can find us on this neighborhood church podcast on itunes or wherever you find your podcasts and you can learn all about the topics we've talked about today and find more resources at neighborhoodchurch.com slash revive you can always find us too on facebook and instagram or at neighborhood church of cyprus or neighborhood church los alamitos youtube channels and if you have any questions <clears throat> you can write info at neighborhoodchurch.com and uh until then uh until our next episode or whatever happens we pray that god does revive your soul